welcome everybody to excuse my language but and it's a very big but we always know because when you're talking about disabilities and talking about life in general you can't speak real and speak the truth without using a little bad language sometimes at least at least i can't <laughs> that's and, a fact uh, i'm your host drew claiborne and i'm here with an awesome awesome man power lifter ted talker motivational speaker all all the above great advocate for disabilities and he's just amazing uh trying to trying to get everybody to move forward and uh this is garrison red so, thanks man. for having me bro what's good drew what is going on i'm glad on? to be on your show man we're gonna have a great show it's for gonna sure. be unscripted so oh yeah we're gonna lay everything on the table yep that's all i do all i do is unscripted fun so like exactly have you ever done a podcast yeah, I've done millions of podcasts now. Right. In the last two years, I've probably done over, probably done over a hundred, to be honest. Jesus, that's yeah. what's up. And it's so funny because, like, I feel like everybody has a podcast these days. I've been doing for mine real? for about about a year now, and I took a break in between. I've been doing like seasons, but I like it. It's it's a good way to just break down and just relax and let things go and say things you wouldn't normally say. I be, I feel you on that one. That's definitely <laughs> one of the main things and one of the main reasons why I like coming on different individuals' podcasts as a guest because I get right. to, you know, tell the truth. I could be myself. Right. Um, it's not like it's not like, you know, when you're doing an interview <laughs> on TV and there's a camera in front of you exactly. and you kind of got a sense of yourself. Yep. <laughs> And that's the best part about podcasts, too. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say, however you want to say it, and just let things go. Exactly. So, I listened to your uh, your TED Talk, and I thought that was, I thought it was really great how you spoke about just, like, the disadvantages that are presented on a daily basis of people with disabilities and stuff, and how, like... Especially the workforce, especially because, like, we both went to school. We both graduated and all that kind of stuff. But then when you try to go to the workforce, especially being in a wheelchair and stuff, it's, like, it's hard. It's, it's pretty difficult to get Exactly. Um, discrimination. Get... Yeah. Yep. Maybe you could speak on that it's a bit. How have, you, how have you been able to help people with that? Well, first of all, I always try to have like inclusive events. I have my own organization called the Garrison Red Project. And the main reason why I started it was to provide opportunities for individuals with disabilities to somewhat showcase their abilities in front of able-bodied individuals. Um, the unemployment sure. rate has been over 70% for like the last 30 years from what research studies show in the disabled community. Yeah. And it's like... That's ridiculous because we are yeah. able to adapt better than, you know, our Anybody. able-bodied counterparts. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, even in these yeah. turbulent times where this is normal for us to be alienated or just feel Isolated. disadvantaged. Yeah, exactly. So, this is completely normal yeah. for most individuals with disabilities. However, um, yeah, we all are, have great capabilities. Everybody brings something different to the table. 
And I don't believe that the unemployment rate in our community should be so high. So I said, let me start my own organization. I actually was working for the IRS for six years. And then one day, I'm like, I'm just way too cool for this. Like, I I need to be helping other individuals instead of sitting behind a desk and being like an unwritten story that no one ever knew about. And that would have sucked. For sure. Exactly. And it's so fucked up, too, because it's like, even once you do start working, you lose all your benefits, all your supplies that you were getting, meds you would take. There's, I've seen countless stories where it's like, all right, so now I am making money, and now, now that I'm not uh, in poverty, now they start taking things away, and now you're back in that under that poverty line, and it's like, it's fucked up. Yeah, nah, it's definitely fucked up, and that was another reason. Um, I had to, you know, branch off and do my own thing because of the fact that a lot of people are unaware of the cost it, it is and the financial burden it is to be disabled. Um, yeah. Once you start working and you exactly. make over the social security cap, then at that point, you're like screwed because you still have to pay a lot of out-of-pocket expenses. Like, for instance, yeah. to get to point A to point B sometimes, I'm not like, I drive, but not everybody drives and some people are not going to take well, like public in transportation. In New York, no one drives. Like... Yeah, but like a disabled individual is not going to always want to take public transportation. Like exactly. that's just yeah. something we're not going to do if it God forbids yeah. it rain or it's snowing or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And I know when I was so in I school like, like that. that was that was a big part of it cuz like the bus they would come get you and you could like you could go to the bus stop and ride the normal bus with everybody else. But yeah, one, the bus drivers drive way too fucking fast and throw you all around, especially for someone like me, who's a quad, who doesn't have abs, doesn't have the stability that everybody else has. If you're driving reckless and fast like every other bus driver, it's it's not comfortable. And so, then, yeah, then... Say what? What you were saying? Yeah, I was saying, yeah, that's that's a great point that you made. So we typically feel more comfortable with paying a cat a taxi service or paying an ambulance service out of pocket to come pick us up because right. of the fact that we don't want to be subjected <laughs> to the other drive the driver of the bus or the you know yeah. trains being out of service, like the that. elevators out of service. Yep, and at least in that type of thing, like a taxi or a Uber or whatever, you could tell them, hey, can you slow down? <laughs> yeah, and you just feel more comfortable. And yeah. a lot of times we pay a lot of out-of-pocket expenses yeah. as well for our comfortability. So, like, in my case, like, there's just right. certain necessities that I need on a daily basis that I have to pay out of pocket for because it's not approved by insurance companies and things of that nature. So it's a lot more than just the surface, (laughs) what you see. They just see us and say, oh, he can't walk. That's it. Like, it's way bigger than that. Yeah. And, like, that's why I was laughing because that group we're in, the cripple threat, (laughs) and they're talking about, like, traveling and stuff. And I'm like, sounds great. Sounds awesome. I won't be able to partake because traveling is just 
is 10 times more difficult for me than most. Yeah, and I can I can only imagine some of the hardships you go through because of the hardships that I I've I go through on a daily basis. So I'm thankful each day, and that's another thing. Like for sure, when I was injured, um, people like how you get out of depression. I'm like, when I was in rehab, I was around like quadriplegic individuals who's learning how to brush their teeth without right. the with the lack of dexterity in their hands so oh my god as a para honestly yeah. that's one of the things i hate the most when i'm training someone new is getting the teaching them how to brush my teeth it's honestly one of the things i i hate because it's yeah brushing someone else's teeth is difficult and i have to like walk people through it and tell them how to do it and it's yeah it sucks but all all that type of stuff it's like you can always find someone worse or someone with different challenges than yours. I don't want to say worse because I don't think you can really compare people's struggles. Disabilities. Yeah, you can't. You yeah. can never You never could. So and that's I why I always. I was, yeah. And I was in the hospital when the hurricane in Haiti happened and U of M had flown some people from Haiti. And that was one of the first questions the guy asked. He was a quad in a in a power chair like me amputated leg and arm and his very first question because he had like a translator in our like independent living group and it was all about how to be independent and all this different stuff and his first question was okay so how do i work (laughs) and it was just it put everything in perspective being like wow here's someone from another country with a crazy situation and the the first thing he wants to know is like, all right, how do we, how do we make money? And it's, it's a real, real struggle for a lot of people. Yeah, it definitely is. And, um, so, but I mean, with me, I'm just thankful that I'm able to like, you know, give back to the community. Um, definitely. when I made the decision to leave the IRS, I have like, I had <laughs> six years. Well, at that time I probably had over like, Six years of just observations on how individuals with disabilities is treated in society. And it was firsthand gotcha. experience because I was the one going through it. Right. And um, I realized that most of the, the conflict comes from is people just don't know. Like they don't know what's ethical and what's unethical. So they feel For as sure. if they just, you know, have a perceived um, a pre-perceived notion that we can't do certain things and mm-hmm. that's what I try to explain. I'd rather someone ask me a question what I can and cannot do than exactly. to automatically assume. I, I assume I can't do the job or assume it's going to be too difficult or assume they're going to have to make uh, upwards of renovations for me. And it's like, no, not really. I might yeah, need so. one or two things, but besides that, I'm good. Yeah, I'll figure it out. It's yeah. not your it's like it's not your job to figure it out for me. It's my job to figure it out for myself. And that's but they everybody's also have to feel responsibility. And knowing that like you want the help of your employer and stuff. And yeah. a lot of employers are willing to help, but like you said, a lot of the time they think it's going to be this gigantic thing and it's like no, it's it's not that difficult. I could definitely use your help in certain things if you're able to get me like a desk that fits me and all that kind of stuff. But after that, just let me go. 
Exactly. That's a fact. So like, yeah, I just try to, you know, me, I try to promote inclusion. I like going outside. I like being amongst society. And we young individuals. So it's not like we got our whole lives ahead of us. So exactly. why we have to be subjected to like staying in a house all day and stuff like that. Right. So it's like, so I was then, like, you know, what? So then for those, yeah. for those who don't know your story and know your situation, do you mind explaining like how you became injured and how that came about? All right. Well, when I was 17 years old, I was outside across the street on an ordinary summer night. And then I'm from like the Brownsville section of Brooklyn, which is one of the more tougher areas of Brooklyn. And then some random guy. (laughs) Good looking on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good looking on that. So I was outside and a guy came up and just started shooting at me and like to six other of my friends that I was outside with at the time. And I was the closest one to him and I got struck in the back. But, um, you know, life throw you lemons and you just got to make lemonade out of it. So I always thought from like a, um, I always thought (laughs) optimistically, like if something bad could happen to me for no reason at all, then something great could happen for no reason at all. That's just how the pendulum swings. So, um, I always had like, yeah, this, um, I always had this personality where, you know, I always felt good about myself. I always had a high self-esteem and pretty good with my self-confidence. But I wanted to always play football in the NFL. So without when I lost the use of my legs, that was pretty depressing and discouraging initially. And then you just got to look at light at the end of the Mm -hmm. tunnel. And then, and then I was like, you said, like, so this is one thing I've been really thinking about lately because so many of us like paras quads. Even no matter how our injury happened, I find it really fascinating to me how many of us were so active before our accident. Cause like you play football, and it just happened a freak accident. I I played all you played all types of sports. I played a number of sports and like different things. And my accident happened from learning a backflip for uh, the school musical. <laughs> And I did a backflip in the hallway and broke my neck. And it's just like, to me, I think people who played sports or just did anything like marching band or like music and all that kind of stuff, it it challenges you mentally and kind of prepares you for different difficult things like this mentally to where it's like, okay, I see my disadvantages. I see what complications are in front of me, but I'm going to still, I'm going to still fucking do it. I'm going to push through it. And uh, yeah, that, and that's what life is that. about. Mm-hmm. Damn, I think you got cut out. You there? Oh, got I'm me? there. I'm right here. Yep. I got you. I'm all right. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's a real interesting situation having I don't know. I think it's interesting that we're all super active. And then that leads to our mental strength after our, after our injury. Yeah, because I think one thing about everything, like, I think everything is pre-written in life. So, like, yeah, we're just we're just here just acting out what God already laid out for us. And for there's sure. people like you and there's people like me who's just like, and the people in the out group, Triple Threat. And we all have strong personalities and have yeah. different talents. And and we all unique in our own ways. So it's like, 
There's people like us that give hope to so much other individuals out there who feel as if their life is pretty much over after suffering paralysis and things of that nature. So that's the good thing. That's the good thing. I like connecting with other individuals just because it's uplifting. Like there's someone else out there. I think it's that (laughs) connecting with other individuals that like gives all of us so much strength and gives us all so much more understanding and patience and realizing that we're all human we all have the same thoughts and like struggles and uh, all that kind of stuff but something else I, I really love about like your story it, and we all have a story and like where our story leads and takes us and like all these different turns and stuff and so like you're powerlifting and you competing in powerlifting for the last like what two years now I think yeah I only that. two and a half years it was even that long i just got involved july of uh-huh. 2018 and it's it's been moving fast for me actually nice um, were you always were you always lifting or is that something that you just started well how how it came about was i was just one day i was at home i used to just come home go to work come home, go to work. And then I said I needed to throw something else into my day just because. So then I started going to the gym. And this all occurred after I had that epiphany at work. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. And that's when I started, things just started falling in my path, such as I started Mm -hmm. modeling. Then from modeling, um, I was in the gym one day and some guy comes up to me like, yo, you want to play wheelchair football? And at that time, oh, shit. after I got injured, I didn't want to play any sports. Actually, I didn't. Right. I wasn't enthused on playing. What any the hell sports. is wheelchair football? It, it's it's wheelchair football. It's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> um, but I didn't want to play. I didn't. I told him I'm like I'm not really interested in playing football in a wheelchair because what if you fall and it's kind of like rugby mixed with football and everything. So I'm like, yo, people gotcha. gonna crash into me. I'm gonna fall out my chair. Yeah, I could I break like, something. Are y'all getting tackled? <laughs> like what the fuck? It's like you hit into someone's chair and that's the tackle right there. So okay. I'm like, alright. I'm like, I don't know about that. That doesn't sound safe. Gotcha. Right. So he's like, come out, come out. He said, I see you in the gym all the time. You're in great physical shape. You need to be playing the sport. So I was like, all right, I'll take you up on that offer. <laughs> then I met the president of the Wheelchair Sports Federation at that football practice. And he's mm. like, um, he's like, yo, you should really, I could see you being a Paralympian one day in a sport. I'm like, for real? <laughs> what sport is that? So he's like, nah, we just got to find one for you. So he connected me with this team, the New Jersey Navigators, which is one of the best track teams in the nation. And from there, my coach entered me in a powerlifting meet. And like with no training at all, I was able to lift 250 pounds, only weighing 120 pounds. No shit. And then um, things just started taking off from there. Um, The Team USA performance manager called me like two days later out of nowhere. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, this is really real. When people say, if you're good, they'll find you. Yeah. They found me. That's what's up. Then I went to Colorado Springs and I went to like a quick start camp. Um, and out there training at the Olympic training facility was pretty amazing because you got to see like where all the athletes that came through there, what they did, what sport they played. And it just nice. had tons of facilities and it's all like, it's like a college campus, but just for athletes for, athletes. for the most part. That's yeah. what's up. So were you like, and it was all like Paralympians? Um, no, nah, it's Olympians and Paralympians that stay at the Olympic training facility. So, gotcha. um, 
some of them is housed there full time, like right. um, depending on their discipline or sport they played. Um, but mm. it's a whole mixture. So I hung out with like the Team USA boxers. I hung out with mm. some of the Team USA wrestlers. And there's Paralympic <laughs> athletes that's there, like swimmers. Um, it's a pretty good experience, and it's an eye opener. Especially when I just got into the sport of powerlifting, like yeah. a few week, like a few months ago at the time. So, Definitely. and then from there, I qualified. Um, I actually was supposed to go to World Championships this past March, but due but to this coronavirus this outbreak, yeah, yeah shut it and down. Isn't this year the actual like Olympic year? Is it or yeah? But they pushed it back right. to twenty twenty one due to this outbreak. So gotcha. Yeah, I so I just say, you know yeah, reset. Because that yes. throws athletes off for it. Because you guys train it does. for years and years. And it's like, you only get a shot every four years. So it's like... So then it's like a reset. So like... And then the world championships... The older is, athletes. The older athletes. Yeah. Who, this might have been their last one. And then now they got to wait another year. So. Yeah, then they got to re-qualify and things yeah. of that nature. So you got to go through world championships again and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But... um. I mean, things happen for a reason, so yeah. you can't really get down on yourself. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And you just adapt and stay healthy. So that's, Definitely. I had a reset, and now I'm back. I'm still training. I'm in the house training. I train pretty much every day now because I have a weight set in my house. But okay. I make it happen. I've seen a lot of those videos on your Instagram of you just working out at the house. Put your girl on your back for push-ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta do that. You know, gotta I gotta use. Something. I need the extra weight. <laughs> she didn't look too interested. She was like, "All right, I'm out." <laughs> she, she's, she's always afraid that she's gonna hurt me, and I'm like, really? "I'm made out of steel. I'll be fine." <laughs> right. I always have a hard time with that with girls too. Being like, "You're not gonna hurt me. I'm." Six one, two hundred pounds. You ain't hurting nobody. Like, yeah, yeah, that that be the thing. But um, yeah, you know that's just people. So oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, girl, I lift like over three hundred pounds. It's <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> that's what's up. Uh, so yeah, I think that's all I had. Really, if uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? I'm good, man. What I'm- you been up to? I'm just chilling. So what I'm about right. to get into today, I'm gonna do some working out. Um, actually, got a. Um, I'm not a big TV person. I play I okay. play video games here and there. Okay. Lately, I got into um playing Call of Duty uh, and shit. stuff like that. But um, that's the only. And then I got like I the meeting with, with I just got my nutritionist in a little the bit. Last couple um, months. When you on Team USA, uh, first person shooters are tough. Yeah. 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 Nut- yeah. The nutrition thing is not. <laughs> my forte right there that's not my expertise the nutrition part i gotta take notes and stuff like that when i do speak with her because i like to eat everything (laughs) goddamn internet why is everybody on here right now yeah (laughs) and then later i gotta do the um yeah so um we gotta meet with like the nutritionist like once a week um the team usa nutritionist so I got a meeting with her in a little bit, like around six thirty. Then, um, you know, nutrition is not my specialty, so I pretty much eat everything gotcha. that's given to me. But um, I've been working on that. And then, um, yeah, I'm gonna hang yeah. out with my girlfriend later. Abs, abs are made in the kitchen, so it is. It is. It's a dietary <laughs> thing. 
y'all. Well, other than that, that's about it. That's going to be my day and yeah. same day every day. <laughs> well, yo, keep keep pushing and keep thriving in this in this troubled time and hopefully hopefully we can actually meet one day when this is when this is all over. I know you be traveling around if you're ever in Michigan. Hit me up. I got a buddy in Detroit actually, so okay. um, yeah, I definitely got plans on coming to Michigan My, soon once once this is over. Yeah, once once this is over. You come right now, I'm gonna be like, stay your ass outside. I'll say hi. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm quarantining right now. Right. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So yeah, so just sign off. Let everybody know what you got going on and where they can find you if like for people with disabilities if if they need help where they can learn about the foundation and then uh just let people know where they can follow you and stuff all right yeah definitely um look check me out on instagram at garrison red um facebook at garrison red my organization is the garrison red project.org also <laughs> you can email me garrison at the garrison red project.org or you could just Google search me. I'm all over Google if you just put my name in and everything will come up. I'm very easy to get in contact with. Everything is You're my name. You're big time. You're big time. <laughs> <laughs> Too fancy. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. That's what's up. And then everybody, please go follow me on Instagram at Drew Claiborne. Facebook at Drew Claiborne. And then YouTube, Drew Claiborne. Uh, the podcast will be on anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. And uh, go to thedrewcrew.org to learn about our nonprofit and what we're doing in this situation and how we're trying to get through this year so that we can continue helping more people. And whether we're able to this year, I'm not sure yet. We're going to be doing some different things and all that. All that information will be on thedrewcrew.org. So yeah go check that out and uh yeah i think that's it all right yeah thanks for having me bro definitely yeah